Hello there, kings and queens, gods and goddesses. You are listening to Your Thoughts, and I am your host, the Queen Goddess Yana Nicole. Today I have a special guest, um, one of my oldest friends. I think, yeah, you are my oldest friend of what, how many years? Since 98, 99? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was sixteen. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was I think I was like nineteen. Yep, nineteen twenty when we met. Um, Mr. James Williams, <laughs> say hello to everyone. Hello, hello. <laughs> so this uh, topic is going to be about, um, I guess, relationships, um, longest friendships. You know, the key to a long-lasting friendship, I guess. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you want to tell people how we met? How we met? Yeah. I don't really don't remember. No, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) No, but, um, no, I was this. I was 16. My first official job with uh, the Great White Castle. Right. You know, um, so, yeah, that was my first job. I was 16. I think what you say, you was with. I was, nineteen, right. I was nineteen or yeah, oh, you nineteen, 19. almost twenty when we met. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I think we met. Uh, had questions. You know, I was <laughs> new. I was curious. <laughs> I was determined to learn. Um, White Castle also had the church's chicken side to it too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the size you were on. Like I think I was like in the drive-through just. Helping take orders, and then I didn't know where the corner was or something like that. <laughs> and so I went over there. And says, uh, you were over there, you know, flipping chicken or whatever you were on the church side. And I didn't know that the corn was right there in front of me. Because I ran over there and asked, like, hey, do you know where the corn is? And you just gave me this. <laughs> This look of disgust and disdain. <laughs> and it was like, corner. Like, you so dramatic with it. That is not how to say it. Do you want your audience to be entertained? <laughs> That's really what happened, though. So, yeah, with the look of disgust and disdain, it's like, corner. And I had to look around, like, oh, yeah, I guess corny is up. Dang, thanks. <laughs> Little evil, <laughs> and, but after that, I guess somewhere along the lines, we became cool. <laughs> First impressions aren't the best. So I'll tell you that. All the lines are not gonna get blown with the motherfucker over there. <laughs> I don't think that's how I said it though. <laughs> I just simply said James the corn is already up. <laughs> no, you didn't even know my name. You didn't even say James. You didn't say James. I was trying to be polite, but you trying to be politically correct. You didn't know my name, man. I didn't know your name. You looked at me and said, Corner. Yeah. I remember. Because those kind of moments hurt your feelings. Especially when you had a new job and trying to make an impression. So, that's true. Man, so that's how we met. So that hurt my feelings. I, yeah, we met because I was curious. I needed help finding corn. And the corn was already in this place where it should have been. But me being black, didn't know where that was. Mm. You know, it was 
show you this stuff over here. I don't just keep the phone over here. But no, it was just like, torn up. <laughs> Those are the first words I ever heard from her. Torn up. <laughs> um, so, that was the first words to me. And that's how our friendship, I guess, started. The rest is history. <laughs> I don't even remember how we became cool. <laughs> I remember we was, all of a sudden we was cool. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember. I think what happened was, you know, we used to stay uh, like over, you know, during I would say on like a Friday or a Saturday night when we had to work the late nights, you know, because White Castle was open twenty four hours, right? right? So when we had to work the late nights, I think that's when you know, we had to get cool. I think you used to teach me how to make those tender chicken tender sandwiches. Okay. You know, with the toast, uh, you used to toast them like that wasn't yeah, an actual thing. Yeah, you used to make that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't really remember? I remember that. <laughs> so that wasn't that wasn't a sandwich that we used to make. We used to used to take the breakfast toast and put the chicken tenders, yeah. three chicken tenders on top of that, and eat them. Yeah. And that's what I started doing. So I think that's something that kind of bonded. You know, food bonds everybody. So yeah. I think that was one of the ways we bonded there uh, that I can remember. I'm not sure if that was the turning point, but I think that was it. Okay, yeah, I forgot all about those sandwiches. I do remember you used to like the, the those slushies. I gave you diarrhea. Ain't <laughs> hey, that happened to me. All my problems are still natural to this day. <laughs> or maybe they permanently affected me. I don't know. Probably why you didn't catch the COVID because I'm slushy. <laughs> right. All that built up tolerance. Oh, yeah. Those were good times. And um, yeah, that White Castle even, isn't even there anymore. No, no, it's Dunkin' Donuts. And I only stay, I stay right down the street from it. I'm over it. Okay, yeah. 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 Dunkin' Donuts, it's a Dunkin' Donuts now? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Huh? I tell my girls every day, I used to work there. I'm like, yeah, but it was a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah. And that's so. That's what's up. Here we are, twenty something years. I'm a mom. You're a dad now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life's uh, yeah. Life comes at you fast. Pretty much. I don't remember nothing too much in between. It's so funny. Like I remember that, that instance, but yeah. then it's like you kind of put things in perspective and you try to focus on a specific time in, in the past. It's like. days like what do you do for a living now actually um production plan for medical devices okay. and stuff like covid test kits and stuff like that so okay that's kind of fun how did you get into that um actually it was a it was just a, a happy chance uh, after i came back from arizona after all uh, my separation my wife, when, we, when I got back up to Cleveland, I just went to a, a temp agency and then they hired me in like six months later, which was a blessing. So, okay. uh, you know, I've, you know, I've studied and I, I kind of have a manufacturing background and everything like that, but I really feel blessed um, to to be there. It, it, 
it really it really allows you to see things from all points of views like in my position so I'm thankful for it okay and there's something else that you do on the side too that you've gotten into really good at yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah I get into tarot um, reading which is something I would love to do full time um, I would say like my family kind of got a history of people being gifted. I know my grandmother, she was a um, considered a witch here in Cleveland. Like um, They say a lot of my family didn't know until after she died, but um, she she went as the name Grandma Bang. Okay. And that was her, you know, uh, I guess her name, Grandma Bang. Grandma Bang. Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, she was just gangster, and my grandmother was gangster. My great-grandmother it was. So my great grandmother, she was uh, they they considered her that way. I can just tell you a story. One of the reasons why I got into tarot is because I believe my family was uh, had deep roots into this, and I've always been able to forecast and foretell things. Now we both became managers at White Castle, so let me preface by saying I'm going to get back to the tarot reader, but let me preface by saying um, people don't realize fast food gives you. The same thing I'm doing now, it may be more corporate America and everything like that, but fast food, that supply chain, when we were managers there, we ordered stuff, we ordered, we took the time cards, we handled people, we handled customer complaints, we had communicate, and that's really all going at a different level in a different industry. Mm -hmm. So saying that is like, you have to have forecasting ability, even in a a white castle you have to know when your busy seasons are i think that that's something i had to learn when i developed as a manager um even now that i'm doing now on a regular job you have to kind of have like some kind of foresight to help you so i think i've always trusted my gut and my foresight on things even with regards to my divorce like i kind of foresaw that and i the songs i was listening to maybe it was going into my spirit but i don't know it was kind of like i've always been able to see things like I've always seen like a shadow or a foreshadow maybe not so accurately mm-hmm. but getting into tarot like I just said like this is something I could really do um, I did a couple of reads for people um, and people was like damn I should own it then I started doing my own read like I was doing my own reads first but I really started doing my own reads and I'm like I'm really interpreting, interpreting this information and it's lining up and that's when I just start being a believer so, I guess now when I do like a lot of tarot readings on Facebook, it's just like I'm just really trying to help people. Um, or even if somebody's paying me, you know, I'm trying to just help people. I mean, this is something I want to do full time. I wish we could live for free, but we don't. Right. But, you know, if this is something I could do for full time, uh, full time and be relaxed, man, this tarot reading is really therapy for me too. It really healed me. Um, you know, from my time in divorce, it really, like, it, that became not my, like, hobby, but almost my, like, my wife, it was like, almost like my new thing that I was into. Like, I really discovered learning more about tarot cards, so it was kind of interesting. So, I don't know if I, you asked me one question, but I went <laughs> down, right, I went back up, came back in a linear timeline, and come back to the story. I don't think I covered everything in this interview. Uh-huh. Like, I get what you were saying, like, about being able to foresee things because, like, you know, I think I've told you before, like, you know, a lot of my dreams, some of the stuff that I dream 
comes true you know like um i remember like a long time ago i remember calling you saying that i had dreamed that you died and that nobody cared you know i was the only person at your funeral that cared and like maybe a week later yeah maybe a week later um laura called me and told me that her guy's best friend had committed suicide and like because he felt like nobody cared about him and you know things like that so it's like i dream about stuff but it's never really about the person that i'm dream- dreaming about but um and then like even stuff like recently like last year i dreamed about stuff you know about what was going on with me and my ex and stuff and that stuff came true and you know so it's like i dream a lot of a lot of stuff and a lot of times that stuff does come true it's kind of scary sometimes but like i've learned to embrace it and like you know so but yeah it's crazy but anyway so what were you about to say about my castle <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said I, I remember. I definitely remember you telling me that. Yeah. And then I, I do. And now I do. I, I do remember you telling me that. And now I remember you telling me about uh, Thor's friend. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's kind of how it all works. Like even when I give people readings, like it's one of um, my friends that I do follow uh, on Facebook. She, I gave her a reading uh, on my live read. She's a new mother. Um, but what I told her in the read, and I knew it in the read, but I see this today. It's Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. So I knew her and her baby father was going through conflict. So I didn't tell her, oh, y'all going to get back together because this falls real real anyway, right? right? I didn't say y'all get back together. Y'all going to be doing this. I basically told her the way I read this card, knowing what she really desired, I, told, I basically told her the advice there. And I, I, I think that's what people need to see. Like, as a tarot reader, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what's going to get you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's my goal there. Okay. And so when I, when I see her post, post today, it kind of reaffirmed kind of what I'm saying. Like, I told her, you have to boss up and you have to cut people off. And if people don't respect who you are, damn what they did, damn who they are, they got to go. And I think what she did was she set strong boundaries for herself. And then I think she also, you know, set up standards that he started to meet. Mm -hmm. And so in doing this, now looking at her her post today, not only on her Facebook post, but on her story too, that'd be a lot because you really want people to see what's going on in your story. So she even got her story going on like, things that he bought her or gave her so it's important because this is also the father of her child that's soon to be right. born so but it's important but rather than say you just need to get him in check you need to do this to this man that is not getting read I'm telling you as a tarot reader what you need to do to build up boundaries because people have to come up to your level if you desire to go somewhere else I can't tell you to change nobody else right or to affect nobody else. I can't even tell you based on a read if you don't do right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she began to do that though and she set those boundaries and and that that stuff right there and like I said she I don't know, I haven't talked to her about it. Maybe on her next read I'll tell her about it. But that makes me happy because I seen that progress, but I also seen it in the cards. But if I told if I would have told her 
Look, you gotta just be patient with her. If I would have told her a certain way that wasn't focused on her elevating her, it wouldn't work. That's all I want to say. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yep. So, why do you think that we've been friends for so long? I don't know. I mean, like, because I mean, yeah. there was a gap. <laughs> Well, I think we've always been friends. Like, I always loved you. I always thought about you. And then, I mean, baby's got that. So, yeah. I've always thought about both of y'all. I think I really went through a period, though. Of, I think when I got married, and this isn't for just you yeah. as a friend, as a best friend. This is even for my family. I think when I got married, I really shut people out. But when I got married, I think I was hurting from a lot of things. Like, I just lost my dad. You know what I'm saying? and things of that nature um so i just you know i wanted you know i really wanted more stability you know i, I wanted that and so in doing so though i just focused on that like a little niche and i never really expanded that out like i never really opened that up to everybody i, I just kept it to me i kept it to myself and maybe that's why i didn't work i don't know but maybe i, I just kept it so close you know and I think with our friendship and how that relates to it, I think I didn't let too many people like into my life once I built up my marriage, you know, mm-hmm. like during that time, I, I just set up parameters. And I think a little bit of it was for me protecting maybe somebody else's insecurities and me also helping so I don't get in situations where I get insecure, you know, and that, you know, so I think for me, that's how I would have to describe. Like, I didn't let a lot of people in after that period. And, and like I said, I'm not blaming it on my dad's death, but I do know now, looking back, like, even going through my divorce last year, like, I really wish I would have had him around. I really see his advice. And it's so funny, like I say, I stayed down the street from White Castle. I stayed right down the street from where my dad stayed right before he died. You know, it's so, it's so crazy. Like, the coincidence, the lady at the corner store looks just like my dad's mom. Wow. It's so crazy. Yeah. You know, the coincidences that are around me, though. So, and you know, my little brother stays over there. And then my little brother got a son now that looks just like my dad. You know, my little brother, dark chocolate, but my uh, little nephew, like, likes him, like my complexion, mm-hmm. your complexion is so mm-hmm. Even like my dad. <laughs> I'm not like him. Uh, I mean, either, but you know, <laughs> My brother know I'm a daughter. Talk, talk to him. Uh, that's what I'm talking You know, he's a darkness. My brother know that. So if you see this, you know it's all good. But, you know. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, so I think, you know, that's an important time. Uh, I wish I would have let more people in. And I think we've been friends for so long, maybe because our last name is just Williams. Uh, <laughs> I don't know like I think we just always respected each other you know and respected each other's boundaries and things like that you know like um, yeah. you know like I always you know whatever space you needed always gave you your space you know I never tried to force you to talk and stuff because I know you like to shut down and stuff like that so but yeah yeah, yeah. and that's something I gotta get better on so I think that's something but that's important I think that's I, I really believe in the zodiacs and stuff and that, of that nature, and I, I don't believe we are limited to that. Mm-hmm. Though I believe we can grow and surpass those, but your main tendencies when you are on this earthly plane, 
you become your beast-like nature. You become that kind of innate uh, trait. Because again, every year during the same season in November is a Leonid shower. Yeah. People are conceiving babies. All those sperms are coming into wombs. There's Leonid showers happening all around us. And that's why I say, yeah, I think that's like conscious energy being downloaded into babies as above, so below. So I think that's my my tendency as a Leo just to be like, oh, I'm just uh, going to go away from the pride. I think everybody's okay, well-fed. Yeah, y'all go hunt. Y'all do get... And, I, and, you know, the lion, like the Leo, the lion literally, he goes miles and miles away from his pride and then he'll come back later on sometime. Like, just in the nigga time when you know the hyena's coming or something. Yeah. But that happens for real in nature. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've always been able to say. I think as a Leo... That's loyalty. And I think that's my part of understanding now uh, of being a friend. Like, you can still be a friend and loyal, but maybe just say, hey, I'm on my sabbatical point. And I I may not be around for the next two or three months. (laughs) You know, but it's really about communicating that now. And I'm learning that in my professional career, too. Communication, um, you know, relationships, communication. So this is, you know, that's. I think that's what we have like you said you always gave me that space but that's kind of what a Leo and his innate ability that's what he really needs as a to be as a person so yeah I'm kind of the same way too like I really don't never like really enjoy expressing my feelings or emotions and stuff that stuff gives me anxiety so part of the reason why I see a therapist because of that and you know over the last couple years I've learned how to be more of an effective communicator you know without having so much anxiety and just being able to speak my peace and speak my mind and be honest and you know things like that because like even with this podcast like for me honestly it's it's therapy for me you know to get my thoughts out and things like that you know just being honest like what you hear is that this is me this is who I am you know no cap so (laughs) but yeah no yeah that's what it, that's that's what terror is for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's therapy. Like I like talking to people and people really feel like I really think people are being healed and helped. Yeah. And I'm not trying to use witchcraft and black magic over people. I'm just really trying to encourage people because like I said, with that situation, I see the potential of people in those cards. Mm-hmm. You know, not to infect nobody else, just to affect you. Yeah. Like people be asking for a love reading, I be feeling like they want me to put an X on a person. Like, look, I don't know what you got. Don't know what like, for real. <laughs> like, those be my words. Like, I really need love readings, but people really want to know about love. But I, that's that should be the last thing. Like, you should never ask a reader about no love because it all has to do with you. Now. Based on some of my reads, I'm able to look in certain windows and pockets, and I can see sometimes what people's eyes see, which is weird. But I can see the external environment around people, their four walls, um, de- depending on how I place my focus. But that's very rare, though. I really have to, I think, get a connection with people. You know, I really have to feel led with people. And like I said, that's not everybody, but um, um I hope that answered most of that question. <laughs> I'd be going on tangents. You know? 
I see. <laughs> but not like when you, even when I you do a reading for me, like it's always it's always good and everything. So I mean, which I you just confirm what I already know anyway. So it's not like you know I never like really coming to you looking for answers. It's just you just confirming what I already know, honestly. But um, but yeah. So it's all in us, and, and it's all in us, and that's what the Bible teaches us. So everything shows us we are the gods of our universe. And until we take responsibility for where we are in our lives, we will never uh, attain that kind of consciousness. If we always blame the devil, even if we always thinking a God outside of us are our blessing. Like, you know, think of people nowadays, their standards of a blessing. People think they got approved for a car loan, mm-hmm. a house note. Mm-hmm. People think that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't a blessing be to get that free and clear? Our standards of blessing are so low. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, what do you think is the key to a long-lasting friendship or a relationship? Communication. Yeah. I'm learning, and like I say, I'm not the best communicator. I think you know that, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I think you always know, like, if you needed me or something, I would be there or something like that. I think you know that. Um, yeah. Like, I would always look out for you. Like I said, you brought my, my girls uh, some clothes. Like, that was a blessing, uh, you know, out the blue. I mean, I just know, like, if I need you, you would always be there. If, if I, like, needed somebody to leave my kids, well, you know, you're one of those people I can trust. Yeah. You know, that's other than my family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not, uh, you know, that's saying a lot to me. So... Yeah, communication is key. Some some people say communication and comprehension because like you could be effectively communicating, but people's comprehension skills aren't the best. So, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. No, I think you. I think the key to a long friendship. Um, wow, twenty one years, seven times seven, 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 three times, right? Yeah. Wow. Times three. That's just man. That's just a lot of cycles. Um, just thinking in um, tarot, the number seven is the chariot, but that's success when you think of sevens. But when you think of twenty-one, that's the world card, so that's a major cycle. Okay. So even our friendship is coming in on a major cycle. You know what I'm saying? Just different things like we may see each other's blessing, like even these lives or something like that. Something like this may get us known, or something beyond our wildest imagination. Because that's it's, it's a year of significance. Twenty one is a year of significance, and it's the number three. Yeah, and that's your favorite number, right? Yeah. Okay. So, All right. yeah, anything, anything you want to ask me? <laughs> I know I'm the interviewer, but you know. Oh. Why? Why do or what do you want? your podcast to ultimately be for you or have what do you want it to be for or how do you want it to heal your audience like what do you want to get from it ultimately and who in the end like where do you see it like do you see yourself you know do you see yourself in front of women giving conferences at the end of this like how do you see this branch into your next your next path your next cycle um 
Well, I honestly had started it because, again, like you were saying, like people just don't communicate. Um, and I believe that because of technology, you know, people like they're so bold and brave behind the computer or behind their phone. But when it comes face to face, it's like they have nothing to say. So it's like I, I started it just to start like conversations. And um, it turned out to be like me honestly preaching about love like self-love love love of your people love of you know because it's like it really does seem like people just don't care about anything anymore you know everybody's looking out for their own best interests and things like that i mean there's nothing wrong with looking out for your best interests, but like it seems like it's just a lot of selfish people around or whatever so if you listen to my podcast because even i've listened to them it's like I do speak a lot about love, and ultimately, it's, it's just about loving yourself and loving in the people around you, and you know, just spreading that love to make people better. I guess you know, but yeah, that's ultimately like what it's about. And do you see a um, like? Do you see you like um, say if after this pandemic getting getting better, um, maybe like going on like conferences? similar because I was telling her about this situation that you know I'll, I'll tell you about that later I ain't gonna say, say it on you know on the podcast but I'll tell you about it later but she was saying like you know you really should think about speaking on like women's sexuality and all you know things like that because when it comes to women's sexuality it's like it's kind of like taboo like we're not supposed to like crave sex like you guys or whatever or we're not supposed to be sexually active or promiscuous or whatever the case may be and it's like you know she's like well yeah i think you should, you would be a really good voice for that you know so but yeah <laughs> but i'll tell you what happened you know later on but <laughs> but yeah but um so been like 31 minutes so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up uh you want to tell them like how people can reach you so they can get a reading oh if you want to get a reading um honestly 
contact me via and um, uh, let's see I gotta look it up real quick <laughs> <laughs> uh, just contact me on, on Facebook um, I just tell everybody look me up the man behind the curtain the man behind the curtain uh, that's the name of my Facebook page yep the name of my Facebook page so that's the that's the way uh, and prices are on there uh, I really want to start engaging people on that I still do my readings to my video my life my on my video for my regular Facebook page, but I want to really start utilizing that. So for right now, I would say the man behind the curtain is the best route. Okay, that's what's up. Promoting black businesses, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. That's what's up. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well. What's up? So we're gonna end this and uh, talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>